Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Dave Glover Show with Dave, Rachel, and Kevin. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring Outlet. The flooring experts. I got floor.com. DGS 304, happy Monday to you. Hopefully you are off and not a part of the SAG-AFTRA union. Uh, <laughs> if you're not, enjoy that. They don't even have the stock market today, Dave. This is crazy. Yeah, no one should work when there's no stock market. If you can't go to the bank, you can't listen to the DGS. But here we are. Uh, <laughs> interesting stuff going on in Jupiter. Yeah, I mean, we, we so we've been kicking this around, and, I, and I'm in full disclosure, I'm also, like, during commercials, texting with a lot of other baseball guys in town and our own, you know, they're, you know, like Matt and Tom and all that. We're just all kind of like figuring all this stuff out because we know that Friday, you know, Arenado was talking about last year and yeah, look, he, he, a couple things. There's one part that I really like about what I'm hearing. There's one part I don't like, and those things can coexist. They're not necessarily things that, that are mutually exclusive, but on Friday, Arenado talked about, the team last year, there were a lot of young guys. He, the way he put it is they kind of took, they kind of ran the clubhouse, but not in a bad, he didn't mean it in a bad way, just that they're different than a lot of the veteran guys and continued to say, and this is the part that I like continued on saying, I didn't do a good enough job of, of helping some of them because I was so caught up in my own struggles. Now for, for a human, normal human, what Arenado did last year was perfectly fine. But he's not Nolan Arenado. He holds himself to a standard. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greatest third basemen of all time. So by his standard, he had a bad year. By a normal guy's standard, be like, yeah, I'd be happy to have that kind of year. Um, but he made that admission that, you know, I, I wasn't vocal enough. I didn't help out enough. I didn't step in to help the younger guys, correct the younger guys if they were out of line because I was. I didn't think I could because I was struggling. Let me stop you there. I know you don't know this for sure. But is your gut that Arenado and then and Michaelis, yeah. are they talking more about baseball? Or are they talking more about you're annoying the hell out of me in the clubhouse? No, I think it's just like the, Miles, Miles said it a little more clearly in that a lot of times what worked for you before you got to the major leagues doesn't work that well in the major leagues. And you have to understand the differences, right? 
like routine. I mean, look, the minor leagues are a lot more loose than the major leagues. I mean, they just are. You don't have tens of thousands of people watching every day. The pressure to win in the minor leagues is not really there. The pressure in the minor leagues is to develop as an individual so that you can reach the majors. But once you're in the majors, the whole point is to win. The whole point is for every, it's more team. It's more, that's how you're judged. Almost no teams in the minor leagues are judged by whether they win or not. It's all about developing individual players. And there is a transition that needs to happen. Some guys make that transition easily. Some guys just need new habits. It's not that they're, they they have bad intentions or that they don't get it. They're literally just learning. Okay. This is a new kind of job. And that's kind of the stuff that I think they're talking about. Normal things that happen when you have young guys. Look, Mason wins very young. Jordan Walker is very young. They are hard workers. They don't get to where they are without being hard workers. But as as you get to the big leagues, if you, if you haven't been there, you don't know. And I'm talking about from a player to player perspective, not from our perspective. Those guys all like at one point, Nolan Arenado did not know what it meant to be a big league player. He learned that when he got there because there were other players that kind of showed the way. And the same thing for all these guys. And what I like is that the Cardinals veteran players are saying, I didn't do a good enough job helping those guys last year. Mike Michaelis said that today. Arenado got to that on Friday. I'm sure you'll probably hear. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt spoke today, too. I'm not sure exactly what he said about this. So talk a bit about what you were saying on the break that you and your other sports guys are kicking around, whether this is the, the chicken or the egg. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when you're looking at this dynamic, was this stuff, the the veteran players not exerting enough of their influence on the clubhouse, helping those younger players more. Was that the cause of what went wrong last year or was it the result? Like, did they go into their own shells? Essentially that's how they described it. And then those weren't their words, but that's essentially how Arenado and now Michaelis described their own actions last year is they were so into their own struggles. They didn't pay enough attention to, Maybe these other things. So, like, you might remember Mason Wynn when he got called up. Somebody asked him near the end of the year, like, who took you under their wing? And I think his answer was Dakota Hudson, which is super weird that a guy that's kind of a, I don't want to say journeyman, but kind of a role player, a back-and-forth guy, why wouldn't it have been Arenado or Goldschmidt or a veteran position player like a Tommy Edmond? Why wouldn't it have been one of them as opposed to a guy that's just a – long reliever, you know, part-time starter. So let me ask you this. Um, I can imagine that if instead of the Cardinals, it was KMOX mm-hmm. and we had this problem. I can imagine Steve Moore getting us all in a room and saying, Glover, Wheeler, you guys are the veterans here. Now you need to work with Rach. You need to work with Andrew because you're kind of, you're, you're not doing your total job. Will this happen with the Cardinals? Will, will there be an yeah. actual meeting? We may not know about it, yeah, but... It feels to me like it's a little bit like the like the telephone game, like Mozola, Mozola, Mo thinks this, Ali thinks this, Michaelis thinks this. Why don't they just all get in the same room? I'm go, sure they have. Okay. Yeah. So like, and and keep in mind, my theory, my belief, anyway, I shouldn't say theory, but my belief is the struggles of last season are what led to this dynamic. Um, now I will say, if you want to point to what caused the struggles, it was the veteran players not living up to expectations. You can list them. Name the veterans that lived up to expectations last year, and I can name two of them. Jordan Montgomery and Wilson Contreras. One's not here anymore, and one got crapped on by the entire <laughs> pitching staff in the second month of the season. Yeah. Paul Goldschmidt was less than what Goldschmidt normally is. 
Arenado was less than what Arenado normally is. Adam Wainwright's ERA more than doubled. Miles Michaelis struggled more than he normally does. Jack Flaherty struggled more than he normally does. And yes, Jack Flaherty was a veteran. He was in his sixth year. He went into free agency after the year, which means you're a veteran. If you've got six big league years, you're a veteran. You know, all of these guys, that uh, Gallegos, Giovanni Gallegos is a veteran, had his worst year as a Cardinal. I would think Helsley is a veteran now. He didn't struggle when he pitched, but he didn't pitch a lot because he was hurt a lot. I would think that if if what, what, what actually went wrong was the veteran guys that you normally can count on were not as good as they needed to be, and that's where the struggles began, and that's why it spiraled out. That's what I, that's my belief. Now, you can tell by the actions of what John Moselock did that the team recognized this other dynamic. It's very impressive to me. Yeah, because that's why Mo. that's why they signed Sonny Gray specifically and not some other high-end yeah, free he's agent. he's aggressive. That's why they signed Lance Lynn and not some other veteran pitcher from somewhere else. They specifically targeted veteran pitchers who have that mm-hmm. vocal leadership ability, that have that bulldog intensity. And I think they could, and they've done this in the past. I mean, the Cardinals have done this in the past where they recognized the team was lacking. Um, they've done it when they brought in uh, uh, A.J. Pruszynski, who they brought in to be a backup catcher to Yachty, but they brought him in in part because he's got a little attitude. He's a little edgy. They brought in John Lackey for that reason. Remember John Lackey? Mm-hmm. They brought him in because they thought their clubhouse and their pitching side was a little too passive. Contreras seems to have that. He does. But it was his first year and he got crapped on. Yeah, and he and he got off to a bad start. Yeah. And then he got crapped on. And I think you'll see more from him now. But he was clearly a positive guy in that regard for the Cubs when they were a World Series yeah. team. Uh, but it is hard being the new guy, right? And it's hard being the new guy when you start off badly because you're trying to show everybody you belong. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, and by the, this is by the way, where I do blame Ollie and Mo and the coaching staff, because they let that happen and they caved into it. When the pitchers started complaining, even if they were legitimate complaints, you just gave this guy a five-year contract. You just committed the biggest free agent contract the team had ever given up. You should never have allowed that. You should never have allowed that should never have happened to where you got to the point where he's just going to DH or he's going to maybe play some left field. The fact that they all let it get there was a sign. And I think for the front office and certainly Ali, cause he's a young manager um, because look, he, he was a minor league manager and a good one. But like I said about the players in the minor leagues, your job as a manager is not to win the league. Your job is to develop players. And I think what we saw last year was an entire group of people from players to coaching staff slash manager to front office that did not know how to handle the severe struggles that they had early in the year. And that explains a lot of their behavior. The Contreras thing was a reaction to this team being in a place they've never been in under this management group. And it's and a lot of it spiraled out. Now the core of it is veteran players not living up to expectations because the reason those guys get paid is because they've shown you you can expect a certain level of performance. Well, when six or seven of those players don't come close to their career norms, you're not going to be good. You can't be because that's the reliable part. Yeah, The young players are going to be erratic. They are going to be streaky because they're young. They haven't proven anything yet. You don't know exactly what they are. So what's fascinating to me is how much of an influence – 
can Sonny Gray and Lance Lynn have on that vocal leadership side? But also, but the most important thing is, can all of these veterans, Arenado, Goldschmidt, um, to a degree Contreras, but I think he was exactly the player you thought he would be yeah. minus the first month. Where Where's Montgomery right now? He is a free agent still. What the hell? Uh, he's he's going to... What the, what do you mean by what the hell? I just I just think he's so good. Yeah, he's a Boris guy. They always sign late. Okay. A lot of Scott Boris. Scott Boris is the super yes, agent. Yes. Um, so he, like Montgomery and last year's Cy Young Award winner Blake Snell, they're both still free agents. They're both Boris guys He's holding out. Uh, they're waiting for the offer that they want, and Boris gets that offer basically ninety eight percent of the time. It just happens late sometimes. And what would the, what would the offer for both those guys be? Oh, individually, Snell, you're going to be thirty million a year plus, probably five six years, maybe more. You might you, he might be a two hundred million dollar contract. Okay, and I bet Montgomery's probably in the twenty five million a year over five six years kind of deal. Would I understand it's not your money, but would you do either of those for the Cardinals? Have we already? Shot are, you know what? If I were going to do it, and I would have, by the way, because I was making the argument at the beginning of the offseason that one of the guys I wanted was Blake Snell. You can't do, I shouldn't say you can't. You're stretching really hard financially. Yeah. From their view, not mine, um, by doing Sonny Gray, Lance Lynn, Kyle Gibson, and one of those guys. Which I I would, I understand that. Now, what personally, I would have done one of those guys and Sonny Gray and not the other two guys. Uh, but here's the thing, though. What are you committing to Lance Lynn? $10 million. What are you committing to Kyle Gibson? 12. What are you committing to Blake Snell? 220 million? I mean, again, they're not the same thing. So I understand why they do what they do. The thing is, and this is where we get into the interesting part of this year, is it's got to work. Mm-hmm. Because this is the least patient I've seen the fan base in a long time. Because it's the worst season we've seen in 30 years. Yeah. So if it works, if ever you're going to open up the pocketbook right. and if it, and if what they did works, wonderful, everybody will be happy. Nobody's going to be all that upset. Mm-hmm. If it happens again, then you've got that extra criticism. So wheels, you talk a lot about the veterans and their uh, responsibility and all this. How much responsibility do you put on the young guys? If in fact they are sitting on their phones and not participating. Yeah. I mean, so to the degree that I would say that I would judge my kid, for being a part of their own generation, right? I mean, you want, but this is the thing. If what they're doing is not the correct thing, whose job is it to teach them? Right. Right? I mean, if you are of a certain generation. Those guys have grown up being amazing baseball players at every level and being on their phone. And being on social <laughs> media and playing video games. and Right, right. I mean, it's just like the people that are older than me would have judged me as one of those guys when we were, you know, when I was 20, 22, 23 years old. I would have been one of the guys playing video games. I would have been one of the guys with my, you know, like, like, but then the people older than me would not identify with that. So they wouldn't like it. Well, then it would be up to them to show me and teach me, Hey, listen, we need you to do more of this, less of this. That has existed for the entirety of human existence and in the entirety of, of, of baseball and professional sports, right? You're always showing the new guys what they need to know and what they need to know changes a little bit by generation. Um, and by the way, those young guys also bring important influences too. Those guys tend to bring a lot of the youthful energy and the enthusiasm. And also maybe, maybe sometimes a, a, a lesson for the older players to be like, 
wow, this newer thing is actually kind of an okay thing. Maybe I should learn something about exit velo. Maybe I should be on the technology. Like there's a, there's a give and take in all of that. And that's totally normal. There's, it's normal that young players need to be brought along. There's a reason why nobody how, just how goes. How big a story is this outside of St. Louis Cardinals fans? Uh, I mean, it's happening in every team basically that struggled last year in some form I, I or mean, another. this thing with Arenado and Mike. Uh, I don't think it's huge outside of St. Louis. Okay. Um, I think it, I mean, it's clearly like the stuff from Michaelis today is from a national baseball podcast called foul territory, which is run by former major league players. So this, they're, they're talking about it, which means there are baseball people outside of St. Louis that are hearing it, Yeah, but I don't think this is a big thing. I think it's big here because you lost 90 plus games last year because you only won seven. I'm just glad that they're talking about it. I agree. And I think that that's, that's my favorite thing about hearing it is I'm hearing Arenado and Michaelis. Better than the elephant in the room. Right. I'm hearing those guys saying, I was a part of the problem. I needed to learn that I still have to do this even when I'm struggling. I can feel 75-year-old fans out there going like, oh, my God. (laughs) Enough with the emotion. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Throw the ball. Hit the ball. Jeez. And, And they're not wrong. No, but it's never been that simple. It's just people pretended it was. Ouch. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm serious. Like these problems have existed since the dawn of baseball and they're just different versions of it. And I mean, you know, when, when, when Mickey Mantle was a young brash rookie, everybody else around was trying to teach him the right way to be a big leaguer. And I'm sure that happened with Ozzie Smith. I'm sure that happened. With, and Ozzie was a rookie in San Diego, not here, but you get the point. Yeah. Young players are almost always in that position. Yeah. And we just, you know, look, the bottom line is difference is we all talk about these things more where in the past they wouldn't have. It would have never come out. Nobody yeah. would have ever said it. Good stuff. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
25 DGS. Happy Monday to you. Happy President's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about sports here. Rachel, let me bring you into the fold with a sport you might excel at. Okay. Uh, over the years, we've talked about uh, your love of the game horsey. And, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. You've... Does Wheels know about this? I don't think so. Maybe you should initiate him. Okay, so whenever I was in elementary school, I used to play horsey at recess. You basically take a uh, jump rope and you put it around your friend's waist and they're the horse and you hold the ends of the jump rope. I think I've seen kids do Thank that, like you. when I was a kid. I'm sure you, played, you. I'm sure you played a version of it recently. So. And, uh, uh, so... I don't want to talk about that. So we've all seen. Everyone acted like I was crazy the first time I described horses. You've all seen equestrian sports, Mm -hmm. jumping and such. Yep. Now they have real sport called hobby horse, where you do all of that with a hobby horse. Yes, I have seen this. And they take it quite seriously. The the like stick horse toy, like you just you run, you trot, you canter, you You do jumps. So it's kind of like whenever people started playing Quidditch. The Harry Potter game, yes. and it was like, well, you can't fly, so there's a little bit of a, and it's not a horse, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, this isn't an actual horse. You're just running on your legs. But... You look judgmental over <laughs> no, there. No, no, I, I mean, like, couldn't you just do that stuff without the horsey stick? Well, the horsey stick makes it a, well it adds a degree of difficulty. <laughs> I guess. Then it's just humans. Yes, well, that's all it is anyway. You're so, not. So Dave brought this up saying that this would be a sport that I might be good at. What would you guys do if I came to you and I was like, guess what? I'm doing the horse 100% thing. supportive. I would like to be I out there to, to see the first matches. match. Yes. We'd be screaming I for mean, you. I'm dead serious. Yes, I'm sure you would be 100% supportive and 0% mocking me behind my back. You mock no, me. No, I'd say 100 and then 80% on yeah. the back stuff. No, I mean, they're going to just mock you up front. Openly. Forget the behind yeah. the yeah. <laughs> What if I was really good, though? We would be mocking you with our enthusiasm. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys seen... The, I think it's a. I think she's a young lady that runs like a horse on all fours. Oh yes, I have seen that. Girl. Should be a sport. Yeah, it's uh, kind of impressive. That uh, or seriously she burned at the stake. One or the other. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like people that do that, that's impressive. Like that's hard to do. We just can't let her marry a man that also runs on all fours. <laughs> you don't want to know. Like you don't want to know what happens. That's an origin story. I mean, I've seen those people. Seen them. Seen uh, the video. I, I think it's only the one lady. Is she Russian or something? I don't know. I yeah, know that, then but, there's a family that does it. Really? Yeah. Oh, we haven't seen the family. No. A whole family is running Maybe around my, on all fours. They have a physical, genetic deformity where they can only walk on all fours. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yes. I'm not talking about that. This is a lady who no, just... No, I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, she just likes to run like a horse, like on all fours, and does jumps and the whole deal. I Maybe this is like my gorilla running. I can't tell if Dave is making this up or not. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. For no one being in the building. Yeah, it's fun. Not bad. Dave Murray joins us. Hello, Dave. Yes, more cowbell, please. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> really good singing drummer there for Grand Funk. Um, okay, so gorgeous. And, yeah. And uh, the outlook is good and kind of yep. even looks like the rest of the month looks non-scary. It, 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 yeah, well, there's no cold air in sight. It, it is still trapped up in the Arctic. It's yes. not releasing. It doesn't appear that it wants to release, uh, certainly for the next 10 to 12 days mm-hmm. anyway. So, you know, we're talking 59 tomorrow, 38 Tuesday night, a mix of clouds and sunshine Wednesday. Wednesday, the warmest of the week, 65. You may be wondering, ah, oh, I bet that's close to a record. It's not. 79 is the record on Wednesday Ooh. from 1935. Then we have a cool front coming through. I use that term loosely because there's not a lot of cold air to work with. So, But it will have some showers with it, maybe a spot thunderstorm after midnight Wednesday night during the day on Thursday. 60 degrees. Friday, the sun is back. Northwest wind kicks in, but it's 55 for the high on Friday. So there's just, I mean, we have some rain on the way, but temperature-wise, nothing exciting. So now it's grass seed time. Mm, no, you're, I think you're still rushing it. I think you're still rushing it. You don't understand how willing I am to waste my money. I, well, okay, then do it. I'll just dump the that The birds will be happy. <laughs> oh, look, it's that guy again with a beanie. He's throwing out food for us. Uh, headlines, Rach? They're brought to you by Schnucks. Download the Schnucks Rewards app and earn 2% back on every purchase. Now, this isn't really a headline, but would you guys like to talk about the origin of President's Day? Sure. So the holiday itself is a relatively new creation. Uh, So, okay, let's back up. 292 years ago, when George Washington was born on February 22nd, 1732, uh, this was first celebrated as a holiday in 1832 and declared a federal holiday in Washington, D.C. in 1879. So we've been celebrating George Washington's birth for a long time. Mm -hmm. But in 1971, Washington's birthday and Lincoln's birthday, February 12th, were combined into President's Day, and that's observed on the third Monday in February. Okay, so that answers the question I just had. So it's only these two. It's not all presidents. Well, it's combined into President's Day. But it's not just George and Abe. I think they're the two stars of the show, but we are technically celebrating okay. all presidents. That's that's as the we, way I interpret it. 
I mean, right? We should have a day that commemorates the people who've led our country. Isn't every day President's Day? <laughs> Feels like it, doesn't it? <laughs> Speaking oh, man, I used to get so mad at my mom and dad. Uh, I was, look, I'm, I'm, I'm old school. I was afraid of my mom and dad. Uh, but whenever, like, Mother's Day, Father's Day, and I'd be like, what is it their kid's day? Because every day is kid's day. I'm like, oh, I'll take you out. <laughs> Kids response. No, it's not. We just gotta follow everybody else's rules. Speaking of presidents or potential presidents or people running for president, Nikki Haley is telling Congress to stay in DC. She says, quote, they need to go in there and stay in mm. Washington, DC till they figure out how to secure the US Mexico border. Yeah, I agree. How many vacations do they get? Oh, they get gosh. a lot. They get a lot Too of much. vacations. They just went into a twelve day winter recess. What? <laughs> And then they're going to have like, oh, we got to have a spring break. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then we need a late spring, early summer. Uh, Don't forget St. Patrick's Day. You got uh, a whole week you know, for that. Uh, if things were going great. Yeah. Hey. Wonderful. Things are going great. But aren't we up uh, against another shutdown? Of course, because we just keep yep. doing things temporarily. Speaking of, we're not grown uh, up. Sorry, Rachel. No, you're fine. Speaking of That's Nikki Rachie. Haley, <laughs> yeah, <Rachie>. Dave said <laughs> he said like, "Do you want this, Rach?" And I thought the way like the commercial was playing, I was like, "Did you just call me Rachie?" <laughs> <laughs> Which is what my grandma calls me. Oh, right. Like yeah. All it's, right. It's, it's kind of sweet. Let's do that. <laughs> we can uh, all go with the hockey nicknames, Rachie, Davy. The hockey nicknames. They always they always put an e at the end of oh, everything. Gotcha. Holly, gotcha. wheelie, you know, wheelie, Andrewy. <laughs> He'd be Andy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Stolzy. That's, all, that's already He'd be Stolzy. <laughs> I was Davy Gravy until I was twenty. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. All right. Nikki Haley also says she would pardon Trump. She says, "I think you only do it if someone's found guilty." So you know what I'll say is that about moving the country forward, the last thing we want to see is an eighty-year-old former president sitting in jail. Are we going to talk about the shoes? The shoes. Oh <laughs> yes, the shoes. The Trump shoes. I really thought this was AI. You know about the you shoes, You thought it was right? a joke, right? Yeah, I yeah, really did. Yeah. His sneakers. Let's see, what the are they sneakers. called? Uh, never give up, never back down. The never surrender never sneakers. Never surrender there you sneakers. Go. They have a bold-faced letter T on the side, and they sold out in less than a day after Trump's appearance at SneakerCon at 400 bucks a pop. I love yeah. that when he got booed, because it wasn't his audience. Right. And he, I love what he said. He goes, it's so emotional. And he, yeah. <laughs> yeah no. He's not wrong. Yeah. I mean, what did you expect in Philly? Yeah. They, they boo, boo everybody. They boo, <laughs> they boo everyone. Uh, like, I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I could spray paint shoes gold and they would look like that. Yeah. Like, they I don't, don't they point. don't look good. Mm, yeah, I mean, I'm not much of a sneaker head. I wear like <laughs> Reeboks, so I'm not going to get in. I, I could see why if you were a collector and you loved Trump, like, of course you would want this. But I don't think the typical sneaker collector is going to be like, oh, I got to get those. Those I, are cool. Where do you think they were made? I bet they're really good for bone spurs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to guess China because of the way you said that. I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm like, it, it, I, that's a good question. I don't know. But and how I, many did he sell? Oh, like there a thousand, were, yeah, right? There were only a thousand pairs oh, so available. They are collector items. Yes. 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 So they are, they sold out and now they are being sold on eBay for like $5,000. Sure. Crazy. And, uh, I, you know, so I, I, I read a thread from a guy who is a men's fashion writer who understands how the manufacturing process works, how much it costs to make shoes. I I don't see you reading that. I saw the thread. I read them. 
I, I'm interested it, in those kinds of things. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I like it's just got to be certain topics, Dave. I mean, you know, can't be just everything. Men's fashion? No, no, <laughs> shoes. <laughs> shoes. I don't care about fashion. Not fashion. Shoes. I'm just wearing a shoes. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm yeah, definitely not. Definitely not that. I'm wearing. Do you have a, any expensive shoes like that? No. Um, I. Well, only, I'll get you a pair. I'll get you. A yeah, pair can that I get Trump some? Never surrender. Can I get some T45s? Thanks, <laughs> some T45s. What's a T forty five? Oh, T forty five. I don't know. I'm just I making it. that up. They, they should have called it. They that. had a T on the side mm-hmm. there and all that. Well, he also has the T red wave mm-hmm. and the POTUS forty five. Those are both. Being Those sold don't for look ridiculous. They're mm-hmm. red and white. Like they're like slide on shoes, kind of like the ones I'm wearing, but one's red and one's white. They. I don't know how good they are, but they don't look ridiculous. The gold shoes look. They ridiculous. sound ridiculous. Uh, do they? One and red, you, one white. No, 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 no. They're different, different versions. They're not oh, like yeah, yeah. Not just like Ronald pair of McDonald red, pair something. of. <laughs> <laughs> no, those actually did, from the picture I saw. They don't look ridiculous. Mm. They look like normal yeah, shoes that people normal. would the wear. The gold ones look like something you'd see coming out from underneath a cabin that just fell on a witch. <laughs> <laughs> they look ridiculous. The gold ones are hilarious. Uh, let's do one more story here. The first drug for severe food allergies is approved. It's called Zolair. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. That's X-O-L-A-I-R. And uh, the FDA says it can help people with allergies to milk, eggs, nuts, and other sources. So this isn't a a cure-all. You have to continue to avoid the foods that cause your allergic reactions, but it allows you to tolerate higher amounts of such food without causing major reactions. Oh, so like the accidental contamination from being in a restaurant or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it's really nice. That's my final story. Headlines. What a letdown. Okay, Rachie. I wanted more. (laughs) See you later, Davey. David the (laughs) Rachie. It's 345, brought to you by Fira Capital Management. Top of the hour, we have Monica Kelsey. She is the CEO and founder of Safe Haven Baby Boxes. So I'm going to tell you, fascinating story. Uh, can I do some Trish's trash? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. that's all. That. That's all you can call it because it's just trash stories. I have two of them. Um, country stations are refusing to play Beyonce's new uh, country album, country uh, song at least, and uh, there's a lot of backlash about that, a lot of uh, uh, charges of racism. John Schneider, who is one of the Duke boys from uh, Dukes of Hazard, said that she's peeing on country music like a dog pees on a tree to mark her territory. What? Yeah. I don't understand. Like, what is the... I think you do. I mean, I guess I do, but I, you'd think people would come up with better excuses than that. Yeah, be a little more um, <laughs> so veiled in your racism, I suppose. If a country singer does a song from another genre, are they doing the same thing? I think so. I That's just don't. So I mean, I think he would claim that. Oh. They, yes. they did that with Lil Nas X, too. Um, he had his song Old Town Road, yep. which was like the biggest song on the planet for months. And it was like, it's not country music. Well, what is it then? <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Why is it that people can do crossovers all the time? I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, the Duke was uh, making the point that he thinks that pop artists like Beyonce look down on country music, think that it's like hick music and overly simplified. And so they'll be able to just crush it. Like, if you can do pop, you can easily do country. So 
I'm sure she looks down on it so much, and that's why she's decided to do it. She just thinks she's better than the situation somehow. Makes no sense. I don't understand it all. <laughs> you look like your head's hurting. I just don't get it. I don't. I don't. If it's a bad, I haven't heard it. But if it's bad, then it's bad. But if it's good, it's good, right? Good take. Um, I mean, like if people like it, then. Well, I mean, Jerry Seinfeld says like comedy is self policing. If people laugh, you're funny. If right. they don't, you're not. And so if, if the record sells and if people come to concerts, then she's successful. And if people that listen to country stations want to hear it, and I don't know that they do or don't. I'm not judging. But yeah. if they do, then wouldn't you want to play yeah. it? My other Trisha's Trash story, back to Taylor and, and uh, Travis oh Kelsey. Let's hear it. So uh, Travis Kelsey was evidently videotaped smoking pot. Uh, at an after party uh, after the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and Taylor was right next to him. And so uh, her fans are saying, like, he is trash. He's not good enough for her. He has anger issues. Now he's a drug addict, and she's <laughs> going to get high by secondary smoke. <laughs> it is legal in Las Vegas. I'm almost I mean, 100% like sure. A huge percentage of football players smoke pot. They do it to, for pain management because the the – Actual prescription drugs you take for that pain are addictive and cause long-term physical problems like, you know, oxycodone, like hydrocodone, like they're bad for you. So that's a way that they deal with that. And every football player has a pain issue. I just think it's so funny that fans get so wrapped up in their idol's life. Like in Taylor also, Swift's life. Do you think she's you not think, been around pot before? Right. right. Like, I, <laughs> I I hate to break it to you, but the woman has been working in Hollywood and in the music industry for the past 15. How old is she? She's uh, 34, 35. They think she's been around this long and not around people smoking pot all the time, being in the yeah, entertainment that's industry. What they think. Secondhand smoke. As if she's like helpless and he's like, I'm going to smoke a marijuana. And she's like, please don't. (laughs) She's like, please don't, Travis. And he's like, I'm doing it anyway. And you're going to be high now. Like, oh my goodness. I'm getting crazy. (laughs) I'm going to smoke a marijuana. (laughs) That Travis Kelsey, he's no good. Uh, I have ingested a marijuana plant and so have you. Have you guys seen uh, on the uh, Tiki Talk all of the... uh, Junior psychoanalyst talking about Travis Kelce's uncontrolled rage. Oh, yeah. No. I'm one of them. It's <laughs> <laughs> Dave's weighing They're in. like, if you're doing that in this, you're doing it everywhere else, too. I'm like, really? Really? I'm, well, you are the rage monster. I know. So. Nobody knows rage better than me. <laughs> yeah, I'd call you as an expert yeah, witness. Yeah. I, I, come on, man. Like, do we really? Do we? I, you know what? This is one thing that I, I've, I've learned from this episode. It's not just people who live in the world of sports that talk about things they don't know what they're talking about. Hey, that leads me to my last story. So uh, I don't know the names. I apologize. I don't know the female's name or the male's name, but a female just passed a male as the top scorer of all time in D1 basketball. Yeah, Caitlin Clark. And people are saying, well, that's crap because she's a girl. And it's- yeah, that's <laughs> stupid. She's awesome. Um, I, I understand like what some of the other women's basketball players are saying about her compared to like other greats in the past. And what are they saying about her? Some of them are like, well, she gets more attention because she's white. And I don't think that's true. Um, I think it's because we're in a time where women's sports get more attention than they did 25 years ago. So it's not because she's a white player. It's because she lives in this time. 
right? She lives in a time of social media. There are pro- NBA players that tweet about her, that that tweet her videos and comment on her videos. That's the difference between, say, Caitlin Clark and Cheryl Miller 30 years ago or whatever. And who did Steph Curry have his three-point uh, Sabrina, with? I think her name is Ionescu. And it was... Ionescu. It was good. Yeah, it was a good competition. Um, I think he won by two. I think yeah. it was 38-36. The funny part though That's was impressive. Yeah. Well, and they and she shot from the NBA three point line. Yeah. She did not shoot from the WNBA line, which is closer. It's more like the college line, uh, the men's college line. Um, and this was the, the only real controversy in it was the guy Kenny Smith, who works for TNT, this. was like she should have shot from the women's <laughs> one. Like she just proved she didn't need to. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand that. <laughs> she just like Steph Curry is considered maybe the greatest three-point shooter in history. Yeah. Uh at least, you know, modern times he's got all the stats, right? He's got all the numbers. Uh but Did you see him make that Yes, he's crazy. Full court shot on his way out yeah, the other day. Yeah, he's insane. He does things like that all the time. Nuts. But she just she just had a close comp- competition against arguably the best three-point shooter in the history of the, of the sport. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, she should have shot from the women's. But why? <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.